Hi, I'm Maria, MBA, three-time business founder and passionate mom of five. At Mom MBA, we take the best principles from leadership and business and apply them to the most important company, the one within our own four walls. Welcome to the Mom MBA show. Hey friends, welcome to today's show. I am thrilled about the conversation you are about to listen to with Dr. Rishma Walji. Dr. Rishma is not only an expert in the health and wellness space, she is a PhD, uh, upcoming author, but more importantly, she is a mom of two beautiful teenage daughters who has developed systems in her home and in her life to support her in showing up more often as that mom that she wants to be. So without further ado, on to our conversation about being a connected parent. Hello and welcome to the Mom MBA show today. I am so excited to welcome our guest, Dr. Rishma Walji. Dr. Rishma is not only an amazing person, like she has impacted so many lives, helping families grow, helping families be healthier, bringing light and joy to people's hearts and homes, but she's also a dear friend. And I am so grateful to be able to have this conversation. We've had some conversations before this about just life and and family and parenthood and all the things. And I knew that after our past conversations, I'm like, I've got to have Rishma on the show. We've got to share some of these conversations with y'all because she is so incredible. And the science and the and the research that she brings to the table as, as a doctor, as well as a mother is just absolutely incredible. So, uh, but before we get going too far, let me read to you a little bit about Dr. Rishma, because I think it's important that you understand a little bit of the background for, for who she is. So Rishma Walji is a naturopathic doctor and PhD. She is the founder of Exo Living, a lifestyle and wellness brand that helps growth-oriented people create deeper connections with themselves and with others. She is the host of Exo Conversations podcast, which by the way, you guys, you've got to go check out, go check it out. Really, it is one of those podcasts that, you know, that when you listen listen to, you're hanging on every word that when you are listening and maybe you get a little mind distracted that you want to rewind and play that again. That is definitely this podcast. So go take it out. Go listen to it after you're done with this episode, finish this episode first, and then go check out the next one. Um, but this <laughs> podcast is a narrative and science-based uh, storytelling style of podcast on personal development. And she's also an author of an upcoming book, on uh, intentional decision-making. So welcome, welcome, Rishma. We're so glad you're here. Oh, thank you, Maria. I just always love talking to you. I love your energy. I love your heart. I'm just so excited to be here with you. And I know we could just, just talk forever about so many interesting things. I love everything that you're doing. Well, thank you. Thank you. I feel the same with you. So let's dive in. So let me just share a little bit of background about um, a conversation that Rishma and I had a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were talking about our our families and our home and how things have been going through the pandemic. And, and Rishma shared with me a passion project that she started to do with her children to help feel more connected. And so I'm not going to tell your story for you. So I'm just going to let you jump in and finish telling that. I'm going to put pause on myself. All right. But, um, but I'd love for you to share that story with our listeners today, because for me, it resonated and, and it just really hit home with what I had been experiencing as a mom for the last couple of years as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's actually really vulnerable to share. I ended up sharing it, obviously, as you know, on my podcast. But at the time, I was 
you know, it's sort of embarrassing to say like, I sometimes lose my stuff when it comes to my kids, right? Like I love them beyond anything, of course, as all of us do, I'm sure with our families. Um, but I sort of pride myself in like, you know, I'm a professional, like I, I try to keep things all going to get, you know, all together. And I just, you know, we have all these stressors in life. We have all these things that happen and we're trying to do it all. And there's so many pressures. And then there was a time, especially a few years ago, when just things started getting a little too overwhelming. And I wasn't handling my kids the way that I wanted to. I mean, I always have these days, of course, but those days were starting to add up and add up. And I just was, um, I wasn't in love with myself as a mother. I was like, this is not the kind of person that I want to be for my kids. This is not who they need. This is not the way I want to show up. And so this passion project started as kind of me feeling like I want to do better. You know, I was trying not to beat myself up about it, but I I wanted to do better. And I thought, how can I do better? And a lot of strategies that I had seen out there, you know, count to 10, be patient, all of these things. When you're under a lot of stress, it just wasn't hitting home for me. I wasn't able to implement them all. So what I do, this is how I work. You know me, I like start reading all the research because that's yeah. just what I love to do. It's funny, but that's what I do. Real quick, yeah. you have two children, right? Who are teenagers, two. right? No, and they so are. teenagers and preteens, they kind of know how to push those buttons in us, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. They so know how to push those buttons. <laughs> they know exactly which ones to push. And they're going through a lot too, right? At every stage, yeah. every age, especially preteens at that time. Um, so we were all going through something and yeah, definitely um, it was a challenge for sure. Um, so I read all the research. I spent all this time reading and I was like, wow, I'm so fascinated how much research there is on connection, on relationship building, on connecting with your kids in different ways. Like I am no parenting expert, but I really want to show up as the best version of myself. And so when I saw this research, I thought, oh, there's all these cool strategies. And so actually what I started doing was journaling. And I have to tell you, Maria, like I am not a journaler. I have all these grand intentions, right? Like I want to mm -hmm. sit down and write, but there's no time at the end of the day. I'm looking at a blank page. Like it's one of those things that you think you want to do. You should do. You have all these pretty notebooks and then you don't actually do it. That's me. Oh, <laughs> like, I am I so with it. you. You know how many like <laughs> half started journals I have and I would go to the store usually like around the new year and say, I'm going to start journaling because all the high performance coaches say that journaling is so powerful. And so then I'd start and I'd maybe do it for just a couple of days and then uh, and then a year later, I'd probably pick it up again and be like, oh, wow, it's been nine months since I've written my last entry. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to sustain. So I'm totally with you. I'm completely yeah, I was with you. Not like a, I never kept a diary. Like I had all these grant, you know, I'm traveling. I'm trying to write everything down. Like it never happens. It lasts for like two days. So the journaling thing seems very strange that when I say that I started journaling. But part of the reason I did it was because when I read the research, they were saying, you know, you need to really understand your kid. So showing empathy, understanding their perspective, understanding you know, the kinds of the way your brain works. Okay. Let me just share a little bit of science. So this puts oh, it into please context. Do. I love science. <laughs> I love science. Okay good. <laughs> okay, good. Our brains are naturally wired to remember bad things, right? 
Like we just remember that because it keeps us safe, right? If you are, you know, in the jungle and you eat a poisonous bear or somebody eats a poisonous bear, you remember like, I'm never going to eat that poisonous berry, right? Because it, mm-hmm. you know that it's dangerous. So our brains are wired for survival. So we remember all these negative things. And then you add parenting and it's like, you have to keep these children alive, right? Like don't play with that knife. Don't run across the street without looking both ways. Like there's all these things. And so we're just so focused on all these negative things. And so part of the science that I read was like how to foster good memories, how to, you know, change your mindset, how to be more positive in your parenting. And then the other side of the science that I read was about how to really connect. I'm going to say the word, which is in research, but it sounds differently when you say it sort of in in life and it's called savoring. Like if you think about it in life or like, Mm -hmm. oh, I savor a piece of chocolate cake. I savor a massage. Like we don't savor relationships, right? But the Mm -hmm. the research shows that you can savor a relationship and it actually makes you feel more bonded and more connected. And really it's about being present. It's about really understanding what brings that connection and how cool in a parenting relationship or a child bonding relationship to savor that, right? So I read all What does that things. look like exactly? So, yeah. you know, how do I savor these moments with my children? And particularly in light of, you know, it, what what it, what comes to my mind is that like, is taking that moment and really just bringing it in and holding it in my heart. But oftentimes whenever I find I do that, I go into this place that Brene Brown coined as foreboding joy. It's this place of like, oh, I love them, but they're going to be grown up here so soon. And then I start to go down this really hard place in my heart. So how do you savor? What does that look like? Because I'm sure it's different than going into a place of foreboding joy. For sure. That's a really good question. And and it is hard because our brains always go forward and backwards, right? Like we look at the past or we look at the future. We're never like in the moment. So the way I understand savoring, and I'm not the researcher who does this, but I read all her research. I even interviewed her. Um, But the way I understand it is really enjoying the moment and using all of your senses to facilitate your memory of that moment. So for example, if you're savoring a piece of chocolate cake, like think about what you're doing. You're letting it sit on your tongue. You're like experiencing it when you're swallowing, you're kind of like moving it around, right? Like you're doing it in a slow, very purposeful, very in the moment. You're not thinking like, oh, it's going to be done in a second, right? You're not thinking Mm -hmm. about, oh, I wish I had it yesterday. And so it's harder with people, of course, but you have to be really in the moment. And the other part of it that I think is different in a relationship is to really understand why that connection exists. So in the moment for me, it looks like watching my daughter smile or, you know, when she's laughing, normally I'm thinking like, oh, we have to go somewhere. Let's hurry up. But she's like, you know, looking at the flower, like literally (laughs) looking at the flowers and I'm trying to be like, okay, let's just be in the moment, you know? So I try to remind myself, okay, just enjoy one moment right now. It doesn't have to be a 10 minute thing. Just what's one moment that I'm enjoying. And the science of savoring actually takes it one step further to add the connection. Like what Mm. is a piece of our connection that I can savor where she felt like she really needed me. I helped her. She felt safe with me. And what is a piece of our connection that I can savor where I felt like I was really connected to her. I enjoyed her laugh. She made me smile. She hugged me. Like there's something about the moment. And then also the, what brings the connection between the two of us? It, uh, makes me think about last night with my daughter whenever she was just going to bed. And uh, I was actually thinking about this concept of savoring and was just trying to 
notice just the little things about how she moves and smiles and and just breathes and it does feel so much more fulfilling than you know just letting it regular bedtime go and go you know and and even to this moment like I, I remember that yeah also someone um when I was talking to someone else she was telling me and I don't want to bring into the foreboding but this kind of helps me not to do it she was saying that her kids are grown now and she was like you know I remember all their firsts but I never remembered any of their lasts. Like, mm. I don't remember the last time they wanted to hold my hand while we were walking. I don't remember the last time they gave me a hug before bed because it just stopped, you know? And I thought, oh no, I was so sad. <laughs> but now that I'm trying to remember every moment, I'm actually noticing that I enjoy those moments a little bit more. And I'm less sad as they move into a different stage because I'm noticing that they're growing, they're learning, they're becoming their own people. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's helped me to kind of let go of what I want to hold on to and embrace what they're turning into. Yeah, that, that's interesting. It's, it's you're able to, I mean, you go back to the, the chocolate cake analogy, because quite frankly, like I love chocolate cake a lot <laughs> and I'm currently on a sugar fast. And so I'm thinking about chocolate cake. But in reality, though, whenever you're able to savor enjoying that, you feel more free to move on to the next. You're not like, oh, I need to go back and and do that again. I mean, maybe you do want to go have another piece of chocolate cake, but I mean, you feel fulfilled whenever you have that moment. But if you just shove it down your mouth and you don't take that time to enjoy what is there, I think that at least for me... That's whenever I want to go back and be like, oh, I just need one more bite or I just need one more of this. And so in relationships, I see that with our children. When we get to just really enjoy and savor those moments, whether it be, you know, with my baby and enjoying how he just lays his head on my shoulder and or my older children who you know, just sit and laugh and talk or, you know, it's so funny to hear them laugh at movies. Now they get jokes, you know, and just be able to savor those moments. I could see how that makes growing up to the next stage so much easier. And I'm excited where this conversation is going because Rishma is about to share with us some tools on how she is able to savor this, some systems that she's put into her life to be able to really feel that and facilitate that connection for not just now, but for the ongoing. And uh, all of you who are listening, you know that here at Mom MBA, we love to talk about systems. We love to be able to put in place systems that help support us to be the kind of mom that we want to be, to be able to create the kind of home and life and environment that our children can truly thrive in. And so um, Rishma, tell us about this system that you that you discovered. It's like you landed on it, right? That helps you be able to facilitate more savoring and connection uh, for now in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And you actually reminded me of something just before I tell you about the system for one yeah. second, this chocolate cake savoring. There's research, you know, I used to help people with nutrition and like all this stuff. So this is like right up my alley, this sugar fast that you're doing. <laughs> um, and there's science actually to, sh- to show that if you just think about eating a chocolate cake or if you savor it really slowly, you feel more satisfied more quickly. You don't actually need it. Your brain has the same sort of response. I mean, not, obviously it's not the same response. You're not getting the sugar in you, but you're, you feel satisfied just thinking about it. And so bringing into the systems, like if you can remember all of those savoring moments, if you can remember all of the moments that brought you joy, felt connection, then your brain can relive that moment over and over and over instead of just forgetting, you know, you think you're going to remember when your kid walks for the first time, you think you're going to remember, and then you have another kid or you 10 years go by and you're like, shoot, I don't even remember what when you started walking like I don't, because you think you're going to remember it, but you don't. 
And so if you can find a way to remember it, which is where my system comes in, I, I actually created it because I was trying to remember it for myself. So writing down helps like for your memory, when you actually physically take a pen and paper and you write, which is where the journaling came in. And I essentially started writing down questions for myself. How would I savor my kids? How would I show them empathy? How could I put myself in their shoes? Because sometimes when we're stressed, we forget that things are big for them, right? The world is a big place. They don't have the same life experience that we have. They don't have the same confidence of handling you know, stressful situations that we have. So, you know, a zipper that's not zipping up for me is like, (laughs) let's go. And for them, it's like, oh no, right. It's a big deal. And so putting myself in their shoes and understanding what they're going through, it just sort of really changes that moment. And there's times when I make mistakes too. So there's even prompts that I've asked myself where it's like, you know, what's a time that I was really stressed when my kid really helped me where it was the reverse, you know, I, I learned something as a parent. So essentially the process, the system is writing it down physically so that you're, you can draw, you can write. I've had some people say that they draw pictures. So there's some blank pages and essentially just put together this booklet, or now it's become a journal of prompts where I just ask myself, you know, there's like a time when you showed love or a, you know, a memory that I, I really want to remember with you something that we did something about our culture and our heritage that I want to pass on like these things that in the moment, they help me remember all of these positive things. And the way I got myself to write in it is this is funny, but I started writing in it when I was mad at my, (laughs) mad at my kids. I love it. (laughs) Yes. Because I never have time to write in it. But when I'm upset, I'm like, I know I need to calm down. I know, like, you know, this is happening, right? Like you see yourself getting upset or handling a situation. You're like, I need to, I need to calm down. And you just can't. And sometimes I would like lock myself in the bathroom or I would like take deep breaths, like trying to calm down and handle the situation differently. I started writing in the journal. Then I would just flip it open to a page that felt like it matched the situation (laughs) and I would write and immediately I would start to feel love. I would start to feel compassion. I would start to feel empathy. I would start to understand my kids in a different way. Um, It was a really, really powerful, beautiful tool for me. And now I can go back and read all of my entries. And the more beautiful thing is I ended up giving my kids each a journal as a gift. And now they read it. And one of my daughters said to me, she didn't say it in these words. I'm just going to paraphrase. But she said, you know, I'm always trying to do better. Like, cause we have like this growth sort of mindset talk in our house a lot. And she's like, it's nice to see like all these cool things that you think about me that, I mean, I probably don't tell her enough, right? I'm obviously I say, I love you. Obviously I say, I'm proud of you, but like, of course I also say, pick up after yourself, do your dishes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do the dishes, do your chores, all of those things too. Yeah. yeah. Our, our conversations are so mixed. I love that you took a trigger, something that we all experience multiple times a day if we got kids, where we just feel like our patience or our ability to be able to respond to our kids kindly is just maxed out. (laughs) And that you paired that with a habit that actually changes your trajectory, that changed your brain, that changes you from being in a, uh, like an anger path to being into a path of love that you have found something that almost like if you imagine a train down a train track and you start to barrel down the track, you found a way to have a switch point to help you down a different way that will 
not destroy a relationship because if you kept going down the other way, you know, <laughs> bridges start to burn, all the things, you know, around the house and a lot of repair has to happen. But by switching your habit of going and taking time to journal and find the things that you love about your child, even if it's just, I mean, imagine even if it's just like one thing or one uh, attribute that you could say, I love that she- you know, my child has passion. Maybe that's it. You know, maybe that she's got passion. I'm in church to journal about that, that um, it's really able to help s- salvage a relationship, you know, for and, sure. And for sure. save it from going down that way. I was just going to say that we all love our kids, right? We just don't necessarily show it enough. And I feel like parenting is like you're parenting yourself at the same time, right? Like we're going through stress. We're trying to make sure that we're taking care of them. And so you don't show up the way that you want to, but you love them. You want to do the best things for them. But the reactions that we have are normal, natural. Of course, we're dealing with so much, but I I felt like I needed something to help me do things the way that I wanted to do it, not do the things that I felt like I was reacting to yeah. when it comes to stress, you know? Yeah. It's it's so easy to be reactionary, right? And I think that we all get caught in that if we aren't deliberate about it. And even when we're deliberate about it, we still go down the crazy train sometimes, <laughs> totally. but it's okay. But a couple of weeks ago after Rishma shared with this with me a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so glad we had this conversation here on, on uh, the show, because um, I want to share what's happened in the last couple of weeks in our home. Since I, I got a copy of the connected parent journal, Rishma will, will provide them a link in the show notes, right? Okay. Um, with a link to this journal, I ordered one and I got one particularly for one of my children. I uh, have one child particular who just really, oh, she just knows how to trigger me. Like, and I think perhaps is maybe because she reminds me of me mm-hmm. and even the in the good things, but also in the things that maybe I don't particularly love about myself. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, that's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother work to talk about. But there's just something about a relationship that has just been complicated for me. And I found that I have been not showing up for her the way that I want to show up as a parent and as a mom and as a friend and as a loving, um, you know, adult figure in her life. And so I got this connected parent journal and I started to write in it. And at first, I'm going to be completely honest with you. At first, I opened up and... If you go through the journal here, there's different prompts like throughout. It's not the same thing throughout. There's kind of a, a page that has a as a line. This one says a time when you showed confidence. And then, um, you know, your positive thoughts create positive feelings and you have other space for other writing. Each of the different pages says something a little different. And when I opened up the first page, I just couldn't answer that question. I don't even remember what question it was, but I was like, I can't think of something good about that right now. <laughs> I am too frustrated (laughs) at the moment. Um, But I kept flipping over to like the next page, the next page, a couple pages in. And then I found a prompt that I was like, okay, I can honestly go to that place in my heart for her. And I began to write. And as I began to write, something inside of me started to soften, started to change. And, you know, I love to say that it was just like this instantaneous, I'm all of a sudden this like, amazing mom and things were fine around my house. I'm not going to say that happened, but I do know this is that I did become more gentle and with myself and with her. And that over time, as I have been 
diving into this journal more and looking at some of the prompts. And even if I didn't answer the prompts in that moment, it has made me more aware to look for those things in my child. You know, when is a time that she showed confidence? When is it a time that she has showed empathy for her sibling? You know, what are some, another one here? Um, something nice you did, like looking at those kinds of things. We talk about here about our brains, about how what we look for, we find, right? Our, if we tune our brains to look for certain things, we'll find them. And whenever I've just been using this journals, using these prompts to start to look for those good things in my daughter, it really has made a difference. It's made a difference in my heart. It's made a difference in our relationship. And particularly found that I don't feel as um, triggered. So, um, so Rishma, thank you for creating this, this journal. It really has been um, a great thing in my home and I'm continuing to, to use. I'm so happy that this, um, was, is helping you. I mean, I'm still not a perfect parent. Nobody is. I don't think we can be, um, but I'm so glad that it made a difference in your family. And I, I love that you, I, this is exactly how I use it too. I just flip through the page, whatever one I can get land on that doesn't, doesn't bother me where I'm like, okay, I can grab onto this. Cause you need something, right. You need some mm -hmm. positivity. And it just makes me think too, like one day, when your daughter or who, whichever child it is, um, reads through what you've written. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many times when, I mean, I remember as a kid, I heard certain things that my parents said, they probably think they said a whole bunch of things, but I only remember a couple of them and mm -hmm. not all of them were positive, right? I was always trying to be better and prove myself. And, you know, um, they were worried about me too. They wanted me to be successful. They wanted me to be smart. They're immigrants. Like they have their own issues that they're dealing with. And so yeah. I have a lot of pressure in my head of like what I think they said to me. And I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm doing that to my kids. There's no way we can control it, right? It is what it is. Mm -hmm. But hopefully when they read some of these other things in a moment where they feel like their self-confidence is taxed, like, can you imagine having a journal like this from someone you loved when you were growing up who said, hey, actually, you're just so wonderful in these ways too, you know? Yeah, I think that's absolutely beautiful. I can only imagine what it would be like to discover something like that from my mom. And I keep this journal here in my office. And it's one of those things that I plan to give to my daughter, you know, when it's full. But at the same time, I kind of have that little hope. I'm like, I hope she just kind of stumbles upon it and thinks that she's reading something secret that she mom doesn't know so that she can have those little infusions of, oh. of light into her growing soul, you know? So, um, that's sweet. thank you for, for this tool that is, you know, blessing, blessing my home. And so everybody, if you're, if you are interested in learning more, go check it out. Uh, there's a link here in the show notes, check out Rishma. She is over on Instagram. You want to share with us your Instagram handle? Yes. It's living XO. Probably the website is better to find okay, me living, yeah. living XO.com. Uh, and the links are all there. And Rishma, thank you for helping us all live an extraordinary life and for your research on growth and, and intention. And I look forward to having you back on when that book is coming out. <laughs> so excited for your book. Oh, thank you so uh, you much. Have so much beautiful light and love that you share with the world. And I just am so glad we got to have you on the show today. You too. I love everything that you're doing. You're offering parents. I mean, not just moms. I know a lot of moms in your audience, but you're offering parents so much value. And I think it's so important. So I just love what you're doing. And I really appreciate you having me on. And I hope that it's been helpful for your listeners.
Thank you so much, Rishma. We'll talk to you again. Thanks again to Dr. Rishma for joining us on today's episode and sharing with us these tools and systems that she's put together in her own home to strengthen her relationship with her girls. All you need to do is go and grab a piece of paper. Think about something that you love about your child and start to write. In the process of writing, in the process of taking pen to paper, you will find that your heart will start to change. You'll start to become more aware of the virtues in your children, and you'll be able to show up more often as that mom that you desire to be. So mama, I just want you to know that I believe in you. Keep it going. You are doing better than you're giving yourself credit for. And let's keep going forward on this journey of motherhood together. Take care and have a wonderful day. I'll see you again next time. Hey friend, are you ready to take your job as chief home officer of your home to the next level? Book a call with me today. Go to mommba.com forward slash book a call and we can talk about how Mom MBA can help you find that joy and excitement in motherhood once again by getting on top of your time, money, and all of those businessy details of your home. Go to mommba.com forward slash book a call and I'll talk with you soon.